What up, what up? Welcome to Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. It is Tuesday, December 17th. We got that Laura Sports Rundown for you. We have a special guest on our podcast this week. We have the wing review, go to the week. Uh, we've got questions from the fans and then finishing out with Coach's Corner. Going to that sports uh, Loris recap, we had one huge victory this weekend for the Loris wrestling team, who's number two in the country still. They down number 18 in the country, Milliken University, 29 to 10. And I mean, it was nice to see the turnout that we had out there. Um, check out dohawks.com. There's a bunch of different athletic events coming over uh, that Christmas break for uh, Loris Athletics. Uh, we got a special guest on today, O'Brien Nugent. Uh, the director of annual giving here at Loris. We sometimes refer to him as Nuge on this podcast because he's been in multiple wing reviews. And one of our early podcasts, we talked about going to see him do his Ironman that he did in this fall. I actually think that it was like O'Brien Nuge. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, it was. Nick has said O'Brien Nuge before. <laughs> Have I? Actually, yeah. multiple times. I, I think <laughs> in the Iron Man episode, it was O'Brien Nuge. <laughs> to be completely honest, I almost forgot the int when, we did, when I just introduced you. But. Uh... <laughs> Where, when did you get the nickname Nuge? Uh, let's see here. I think it all began in in high school. It was just a, I think it was soccer. One time I was called Bobblehead. I don't know why. <laughs> really bizarre. Don't know the reasoning behind that, but eventually I'm really happy that, that Nuge came about because it's <laughs> it's easy. Actually, my dad is probably the original Nuge, um, so it's kind of been a family uh, okay. name. And then I just kind of reinvented it in high school. And uh, Brendan, my little brother, who's actually just graduated from Loris College, shout out to Brendan. Uh, he is Little Nuge, L-I-L. Oh, Nuge. there you go. <laughs> um, Probably just got too lazy of saying Nugent, so they just Nuge. <laughs> Two syllables, it's really hard. <laughs> it's a mouthful, son. Well, now you're, you're also now Iron Nuge with one N. Yeah, I don't know Iron how... Iron Nuge. Yeah. Iron Nuge? Iron Nuge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that, we'll start with our wing review today, and... You'll just be part of all these segments because you were a part of this wing review. Um, I actually wasn't a part of this wing review. Uh, you could have been. You chose not to. I did not choose not to. It was a... Well, you did because you also forgot that the wing was in the fridge and you just never ate it. Yeah, I will, I'll, take blame, I'll take blame for not eating it in the fridge. I forgot, but... You guys did this wing review at like 11 p.m. No, or we something. did it. The movie no, was, it was at, at 9.30. Eight, it was at 8 o'clock. Okay, but you we were going to go movie. watch a movie, and I wasn't <laughs> going to go watch. That's a story in itself. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I can't really give my feedback on this one, but good thing Nuge is here. He'll kind of fill in for me. So, yeah, we, uh, we went to Foodie's Garage, uh, which is uh, located on University Street, um, right outside of campus. Avenue. University Avenue. Uh, it's right off campus. Um, I mean, I thought the wing was pretty good. What are the three flavors we got? I know Atomic. <laughs> Atomic was one of them. Uh, let's see. I think barbecue. I ordered barbecue, buffalo, buffalo and, and Atomic. Atomic. Um, and to be honest, the buffalo was kind of like a... Very like, untraditional buffalo. It was yes. smoky. It was like it a was smoky, very, like honey a smoke, yeah. buffalo. It was really good. I mean... I think just, flavor, these wings were these top wings notch. Were, yeah, they were very good. They were very good. And then I'll be completely honest. So we'll, I'm going to judge these 
with I judged these without the atomic, so I'm glad I had a score in mind before I ate the atomic wing because dang, it hurt. It was hot. It it's was very hot. It was on a scale of one to ten, how hot? I like mean, hottest wing you've ever ate? No, not the hottest wing I've ever ate. It was a slow burn. Like it snuck it up on you. It was okay. a long. And we all kind of ate them at different times, and we all reacted like sequentially. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like boom. <gasps> <laughs> like fireworks. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> this was also probably one of our most unsafest wing reviews we've ever done because did it, in the it was car. a mobile <laughs> uh, oh, okay. wing review. And when we first took them out of the box, it was actually so hot, like temperature-wise, that Nuge stuck them out the window to cool down <laughs> because we wanted to eat them and get to our movie. Get a couple flies in there. we didn't end up seeing. But that was after... Uh, you threw a wing at me. Well, because it was so hot, I picked it up, hoping to eat it, and I, it was so hot, I tried to throw it back into the box that Nuge was holding. R.I.P. khaki pants. <laughs> wow. Did it come out? They're currently in the washing machine. I will keep us up to date on that situation. Right. Tuesdays with Nick and Cold does not uh, offer uh, any uh, condolences or uh, any money to buy you new pants. <laughs> Yeah, you take part in these wing yeah, reviews at your own at risk. Your own <laughs> risk. Um, well, anyway, so let's get into the scores. The scores, scores. Yeah. So Cole had a 7.1. Myself, I had a 7.4. Uh, Nuge had an 8.2. Wow. And Jim Napperstack had a 7.7, which is an average of a 7.6. Um, I'm taking a quick glance back. Um, it falls just short of Houlihan's. Um... It's under Seven Hills. It's under the pub. Shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Under First and Main. One day you will respect those. So it's like upper third. This is controversial. It actually tied with the Great Dane. Well, so no. we had this conversation. Well, we about were the rookies Great Dane. back then. We were rookies, and Nuge gave an outrageous <laughs> score of like an eight nine or something yeah. like that. I don't remember the Great Dane. Uh, oh yeah, this was after my it, Iron yeah. Man. I, I wasn't a fan of the Great Dane actually. I think I had one of the lowest scores. It, but Great Dane burgers. Were I was a little bit delusional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and gave like an But I think That's just a quick glance. I'm not totaling everything up. That might have bumped into the top five. Maybe oh, close. Okay. I think it might have been four. It's probably there. It'll be tied for four, though. But I definitely think I think that's a fair rating. I think it's probably Their top flavor five. is great. Yeah. It was... The size was, was, a, size was average. Size was pretty good. Size was average. Their sauce was very... Syrupy. Like, syrupy. Like, it was very hmm. sticky. It was thick. Yes, very thick. Hmm. Um, which it was... I mean, it was good, but... But it was flavorful. Very Loved flavorful. it. Yeah. What were the downsides? Why didn't it make into the eights for you guys? It wasn't it necessarily, like, the... Uh, Cleanest, like yeah. uh, oh, okay. I don't mean by like eating wings, but I meant like like ripping the bone, like the chicken off the bone. It didn't yeah. necessarily fall off the bone. Yeah. Um, I've had more tender meat uh, out of some different wings. Um, I don't know. This might have been one that the setting might have played a little bit of a factor. <laughs> oh, to be yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know that. Even though the the sauce was good, it was it was thick and it wasn't like. Um, like I enjoyed like the Seven Hills where it was kind of just like a layer. Mm-hmm. This was like mm. they took like a whole bottle and just it like was a, it was very soft. Oh, okay. well, I actually got an inside okay. scoop on that. So when I was in there picking them up and paying for these wings, um, they were talking about how they apply the sauce. And I never shared this with you guys wow. because I wanted the insider information <laughs> to share when I, you know, star here. Uh, so what they do is they cook these wings and then they throw them um, on the griddle and then like kind of steam them to add the sauce and it helps the sauce set up. So like the buff, the, like, the barbecue 
was takes longer is what I heard uh, to set up than like the atomic or the traditional buffalo. Uh, so I think that kind of is their method, um, maybe their secret that I'm leaking. Uh, but I, <laughs> there you but go. I was there listening, and so I felt like it's my information now to ch- yeah. share. So, yeah. so before, side note, real quick: is Atomic the flavor? No, that they, not the one that that cleared the whole. <laughs> so we were there for lunch the other day, and the waitress was telling us about a, a wing sauce that they used to have. I don't. I'm assuming it, obviously they've only been open like two weeks, so it's not like mm-hmm. that foodie's garage, but like. The cook used to have this sauce that is so hot, like, when they cook it, like, they have to, like, shut everything else down because it, like, overpowers everything. Wow. And, like, it's, like, the like... only thing they could use if they cooked huh. it. So they don't – that wasn't what you guys – No, no, that's not the Atomic. Okay. So it must be hotter than the Atomic. Wow. But we <laughs> tried the Atomic that first time, just the sauce. It must be something to do with that when cooking the, when method. That, yes. When it I agree. Reacts it was not the that heat. hot when we tried it. Uh uh-uh. uh, it was actually hmm. enjoyable. Like a French yeah. fry and that sauce mm-hmm. was really nice. But yeah, that, oh, probably again, slow burn. It, I bet. Yeah, the it, I mean, cayenne pepper definitely yeah. came out in that. Yeah, for sure. So what we should do now is create some sort of like um, sign. And so what was our official score? Seven point six. Yep. So we go give it to them to put in their window. Seven point six. <laughs> Twnc. And just hand them out. Wing review certified. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that didn't mention. <laughs> we have to talk about our story of. We were going to see a movie, so that's why we did it in the car, blah, 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 because <laughs> we saw this commercial. We were watching Monday Night Football, and we saw a commercial for the, the new, uh, what's it called? What's that movie called? Jewels. Uh, Richard Jewell. Yes. Um, and we were going to see the movie. It was like, oh, come on, like in theaters tomorrow, okay? Mm-hmm. So for some reason, we looked up the movie times, and we were like, all right, usually it always comes out like a day early before the release, you know, like Thursday nights or whatever nights. And Jim found these tickets, and he was like, oh, it's like comes out tonight. There's a show at 920. It's like in a half hour from now. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, we should go. So we drive, picked up the wings, blah, blah, blah. It had the wing review in the car. Got to the movie theater. The doors were locked. It actually came out tomorrow, and when we looked up the tickets, it was for tomorrow's time oh. that night. Okay. <laughs> Calendars well, are tough. To <laughs> there you go. I'm glad I decided not to go with you guys. <laughs> well, I mean, usually when it says like the day, like the Friday is usually like the day before. Yeah, so that like, that's yeah. Because we did that with the uh, the Joker movie. Right. Yeah, it, we it saw the technically movie. premiered yeah. the next day, but we saw it like the first showing yeah. at the uh, premiere theater or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, that well, brings us uh, to our next segment, which is Go to the Week, continuing the trend that we've been doing the last few weeks. And now we're on to Best 90s Music Artist. Um, all right, who wants to start us out? I can go. Dr. Dre. Um, just, I mean, The Chronic, uh, one of the best albums, uh, let alone in the 90s. Uh, I, I believe it had three of the singles in it, made it to the top 100. Um, and then a couple of them were even number one. Uh, I mean, also you just can't be, you can't necessarily, even his producing skills, uh, that you kind of have to not sneak past, uh, that he did in the nineties and still does today. Uh, kind of, I believe kind of, well, I mean, I'll dive into some more of those stats after I hear some of your guys is to solidify his, his spot as the goat. But I mean, just what he did as an artist, as an individual and as a producer in the nineties, I'm not sure you can get topped. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I think this is the first time in show history that we agree on the GOAT, uh, <laughs> yeah. that Dr. Dre is definitely the GOAT of 90s music. He, 
the influence that he had on just how it completely changed the game and the way music was starting to be produced for hip-hop and rap um, and the amount of hits that he has produced and touched and been a part of. Uh, there's just no one else in the 90s that comes close to that. Um, he Both of his albums, I think, are certified diamond, which is 10 million sold, uh, both The Chronic and then his follow-up in 1999 called 2001. Um, and he also signed Eminem which again then he went on to be and stay tuned for another episode when we get into that but um but yeah so what song would you choose for that uh the next episode all right this is the next episode by dr dre What about you, Nick? All right, I'm going to have to go with Forgot About Dre, and the reason why is because this was his first single off of his second album, and there were seven years between albums, um, and people had been kind of writing him off, like, oh, he's he's not that great anymore, and then he comes out with this, this hit single that just basically addresses all the haters, and it was great. So this is Forgot About Dre. To agree with you guys, I think Dr. Dre is very good. I, my argument, though, which is I think it's a very uh, contentious argument, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I how, mean, how is that contentious? I mean, they <laughs> that's had, a valid it's argument. a completely different genre, but I yeah. think overall, like statistically wise, they he like they might be able to compete. Yeah, yeah. Like um, here, here, I'll, I got you. Okay. Spitting some facts. One of, well, first of all, they're one of the best-selling bands, best-selling bands uh, worldwide. Um, they have mm. over 80 million records sold. Wow. They were nominated for 16 Grammy Awards. They won six. Um, they're uh, considered one of the most best, or the best uh, band in alternative rock history. By, um, by who? Forbes? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. Rolling Stone, maybe? Yeah, it might be. Um, they currently hold... Records, uh, the most number one singles of 13, um, most cumulative weeks at number one of 85. Wow. Wait, album or song? I'm assuming song. Uh, what song do you think? I don't know. That's tough. I guess we'll have to figure that out. I'll have to, I should probably do more research when <laughs> I start doing these things. Um, and then most ten or top 10 songs of 25. And they're inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, their influence is hard to argue, uh, especially, yeah, here's the thing about the 90s, and this is why I love the 90s, is there were so many different genres that were, like, peaking. Uh, basically, like, starting, they started in the 90s, and then they peaked in the 90s. Uh, See, I think the 90s has a lot of, like, um, overlap. So, like, you either, like, faded into the 90s, and that's why you weren't necessarily the goat of the 80s, 
or you were like late 90s and like faded into the early thousands. See, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's why the Red Hot Chili Peppers were so cool because they took like 80s rock and kind of turned it into that alter- alternative mm-hmm. like pop punk rock almost. Yep. Well, I like agree with you guys. Like that's all great <laughs> stuff, but I'm going to kind of go polar opposite. All right. Let's talk about country. 90s country. Ooh, 90s country. Who do you think Good of? Stuff. Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. Hands down. Yeah. Garth Brooks. Guy like is second to the Beatles for selling records or something like that. Really? Wow. Like has beat out Elvis Presley. Wow. Like notable names. Yeah. He also like kind of talk about fading into the 90s and making it big or starting in the 90s and then blooming in the 2000s. Like he made it big in the 90s and then retired and now is coming back and selling out like oh, stadiums yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, and just, just listen to this one song. Like, listen to the first couple chords <laughs> and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You'll start belting this because I got friends uh, in yeah. low. Who places. hasn't heard that? You'll never hear me I have to agree with you here, Nuge. I, I'm a big Garth Brooks fan. He's <laughs> in think, a very agreeing mood. <laughs> I know, mood man. Today. I'm very friendly today. There is a reason that he has won Entertainer of the Year seven times. Wow. Have you ever get a chance to see Garth Brooks in concert? It is absolutely incredible. Like, the guy is like basically doing like jumping jacks and flips on stage. Like hmm. he's climbing on towers. Like. The guy is incredible. And, like, his songs are all, like, great sing-along songs. And I just remember at one point of the concert, he, like, started this thing where he points to, like, one side of the, like, crowd. And, like, everyone goes nuts. And, like, we did that for, like, ten minutes. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, he literally just would, like, be talking. And then he'd just point, And everyone would be like, ah. He's a definition of an entertainer. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like not he just a performer. Yes. He's not just crushing it on the records. But he is an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to the shows for the experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. I agree with Would that. Would you say that's one of the best concerts you've been to? Yes. Most entertaining concerts I've been to, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, I a lot of his songs are older, and I'm not like, I don't know all the words to all of his yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely most entertaining and most active concerts, for sure. I mean, I would agree. Um, when you kind of like dive in, if you wanted, to, like I could probably give Garth the goat for entertainer, probably. Yeah. Um, but when you like think about like artists and like what all kind of goes into like the music industry, um, just to kind of keep it on the on the goat like artist side of things, just the way that like Dr. Dre like the beats and like the music and like what all it entails and the different messages and like the subtle different things mm-hmm. that you don't even necessarily think of or how it influences people, um, I think that the impact that Dr. Dre had on um, different individuals in the nineties and that, that, that time frame, um, can't necessarily be touched. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and we all kind of are in agreement with each other because we're choosing different genres, They're all different genres which is the, which, which is the hard part about debating these, yeah. these decades. Um, but it's, it's a fun debate and 
those at home listening, uh, feel free to send us a DM and tell us what you th- your thoughts are on uh, Greatest Artists of the 90s. All right, that brings us to questions from the fans. All right, we got some good ones this week, as always. This first one's kind of funny. Um, what makes you feel old? Um, the there's a lot of things. Of <laughs> Point that there's one a out. lot of things that make me feel old, but probably nowadays the thing that makes me the most mad and annoyed is like my recovery from workouts is noticeably uh, worse. Like I will work yeah. out equally as hard as I did years ago, and it'll take me. I'll have to do a lot more. Uh, like active stretching and rolling out and things like that. Then, and it it sounds like I'm really getting old, which I'm not, but it feels like it after I do these workouts. Mind my team, <laughs> like um, sometimes oh, yeah. uh, some of like the decisions that like they make. I know that like like just kind of like fooling around, just like hanging out with each other. It's like. Gosh, you guys need to grow up a little bit. It's like I know I was exact. I was doing like probably some of the same things. That, that was like were two doing. years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, but I'll tell you what, those two years really grown up. But uh, no, I mean, uh, honestly, probably that team is kind of what makes me feel old. I would kind of in a good way, but I, I would kind of go with Nick. I would agree. like the working out. Like if I go and try to do the same things and like workouts that I did when I was a runner uh, here at Loris or when I was a swimmer in. Uh, high school like it's so not comparable at all Mm -hmm. like i used to bust out 50s you know in the in the pool and you know they were under 30 seconds and now i'm lucky to break 40 (laughs) and if i do that i'm going to be gassed for the rest of the workout (laughs) yeah so i think those are the things that make me feel the most old yeah i get that well the other thing to kind of go along with cole is um, when I'm like recruiting high schoolers, they seem <laughs> yeah. so young now. I agree. They seem so young to me. Uh, which, and that's coming from yeah. a baby face. Like you should see <laughs> yeah. some of my high school pictures. I definitely know I would look <laughs> like that. Good picture. Um, so, but now, I mean, not that I, I mean, that's a good point. Like, what is that? Two years ago? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's what makes me feel old now is, and yeah. then like the working out and like the team and then recruiting. Um, it kind of did hit, like doing some like self-reflection on the way, like, um, home from a recruiting visit I went to the Chicagoland area to watch uh one of my recruits play in uh, hockey I was actually on my way back and I'm like man (laughs) like I'm getting old like I'm about to literally come back to Dubuque and hit the sack on uh on a Saturday at like 9 30 felt great (laughs) when you're looking at your hours of sleep that's what also makes me feel oh yeah that's true (laughs) when you're like man i actually need my six and a half hours seven hours (laughs) versus like i'll make it happen and like just right keep surviving on like three or four yeah i cherish my sleep i need (laughs) eight i try to get eight hours minimum that's why i'll go to bed at nine the main way i feel old is either two things like new apps like TikTok, I think a TikTok. Oh, I just yeah. like don't understand that whatsoever. Same. Dr. Art Sunleaf I know, understands I know. TikTok <laughs> as well as anyone on this campus. And, and I'm not saying well. he's old, but he is not as young as we he are. He does it well. <laughs> I just like don't understand. It's just like people redoing videos that have already been made. See, I'm with you on that. So like even I mean, I'm I use my phone probably for like a fair share, um, but Watching how much people or some like people are on their phones these days, that also makes me feel old. Then I'm like, 
get off your dang phones <laughs> and go do something. Well, I've had yeah. this conversation before. Our age, uh, and you guys are a, a few years younger than me, but even even your age, uh, it, we're like on a weird bubble because we came up and the internet was still mostly like dial up, and it was like in the still slow stages of technology. Um, so it wasn't like fully ingrained in our childhood. Like iPhones came out like when I was in college, maybe. Yeah, and we had well, we had that conversation too um, about like our generations when we grew up, and like we were always outside, and like our parents are mm-hmm. calling us to come in. Versus now, it's like parents are getting like brooms try to get their kids outside. <laughs> yeah, the generation right under us is what grew up with like iPhones, right. iPads. Uh, like everyone has a laptop because for us, I was still we had laptop carts. I don't know if they still do that. Yeah, we did. Well, the it carts would school, get rolled yeah. in. Uh, my, I remember in elementary school, it was a huge deal that we got a computer <laughs> in the classroom. We're like, we got a computer. <laughs> in elementary, yeah. Um, so my high school was actually one of the first that kind of made the transition into in the Bloomington Normal Area to give all their students a laptop. Oh, wow. In okay. high school. So um, I was on the – that was my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but – that kind of started that transition. Yeah, I was in that right. one-to-one computer transition as well. Like junior and senior year of high school, we each got one, and now it's like everyone has an iPad and mm-hmm. a laptop, you know, and don't forget about your, you know, cell phone too. Like you can use that stuff. Yeah. Were, were cell phones allowed in school when you were? No, no absolutely yeah, no, not. Neither, neither of mine. I, some schools allow them now. They just straight up allow it. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, next question. Which I've actually have asked this, self, asked this to myself so many times, I still don't know. What is something you get wrong almost every time you do it? Luke this is <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which I think I said that right, finally, right? Yeah. All right, good. But you did. <laughs> oh, there yeah. was a stretch it where took he a was like takes. the top for cross country like three weeks in a row, and you said his name wrong like <laughs> differently <laughs> and wrong every single time. Uh, um, this is a tough question to answer. Uh, I'll say I do have a tendency to say GIF, which we still don't even know if that's Incorrect or correct? No, it's GIF. I mean, who says? GIF. Who says? America. Me. <laughs> I need someone of authority to tell me this. I'll work on it. We'll talk to our executive producer. Yeah, maybe he'll know. <laughs> okay. I need a linguist. <laughs> if that's a thing. Brian, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. But isn't that like you need to look at like the phonetic spelling, like right of a, I, a GIF? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. How's it, how's it but is out? it even a word technically? Because uh, yeah. it's like know. an acronym. Well, that's the thing. Nobody really knows. So like, should we just call it a GIF? Maybe. Just. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. Well, what does it stand for? Uh, I looked it up one time. This might it's help like us answer it. Graphic. <laughs> oh well, then so it is an acronym. It is probably GIF then. It, oh, okay. So it is probably GIF because it's graphic. It stands for graphic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, yeah. what would you think it? I didn't even know it was an right, acronym. Right, but like, what would it? What it starts with the G that would have made it sound like a J. Giraffe. <laughs> That's your only one. That was Give me my, another one. Um, gigantic. Yeah, there you go. It could be gigantic uh, <laughs> something. <laughs> I always get the use of the Oxford comma wrong. Yeah, that is true. It's really hard. But Do you, well, not, it is, is it, hard to use correctly. Is it personal like opinion, yeah. or is there a correct way to Are use it? Are you really wrong? I don't I know. know. Well, it's uh, also thanks. used It's used a lot in, when you're trying to list things. Yeah. There's a way to use it in that as well. So I looked this up GIF real quick. <laughs> and, of course, the technology age, I'm able to do that. <laughs> of course, it, the two, like, different versions are GIF and GIF. 
Take a look. Wait, what? There's two, like... It's just officially both? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> How's it possible? What? Like syrup you and see syrup? What I'm yeah, about? you're right. It is. It's GIF and GIF. Well, I guess see. there's our answer. The world just doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dictionary was just like, all right, whatever. It's both. Yeah, that is that is funny. But it's 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 yeah, GIF it with a J, and it's GIF right. with a G. But phonetically. Be, yeah, phonetically. So there, it's GIF or GIF. Because like Jiffy, like the peanut butter. Right. It was with a J, though. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't get that wrong. According to the dictionary. <laughs> there you go. All right. We're moving on. All right. Next question. What things do you do every day that you wish could be automated? Um, well, first off, like I'm going to give like kind of a joke one and then like a real one. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron, when he had like that hairstylist that just like changed his <laughs> hair and got like rid of hair and like added hair and you could like choose and it always ended up with the same hairdo. Uh, that would be pretty, that pretty would be sweet. sweet. That would actually. be great. Um, like a haircut. Like, what if you could just get a hair? I think it'd be so cool if you could just get a haircut like every other day. So to like keep it at the exact the same. same the that would be time. nice. Yeah. Never thought about that. All right, give your other one. Sorry. Um, I'm thinking about the other one. I was I was thinking about Jimmy <laughs> Neutron. Go ahead. Well, mine would be floss. And flossing is just so annoying, but I know the importance of it. Like the dance move, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish someone could just floss the dance move. He probably for doesn't me every even day. know what that is. Hey, come on now. <laughs> That's what makes him feel wow. old. Wow, <laughs> of course I know the floss. Some of these, dude. No, all right, going back to that. So what makes me feel old are these different rap names. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean those are pretty good. The mumble rappers. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, flossing probably because if I can just wake up and have that done for me, it would be nice. I don't do this every day, but I should do it every day, and that's laundry, just trying to stay on top of it. If I could just have them, like, every time. Like, do you ever, like, try to go and do laundry, and you wear, like, your bathrobe because you want to make sure that you have all of your clothes clean at once? <laughs> I just wish my clothes were always clean, so if I did want to wear the same thing every day, I could. I mean, yeah, that would yeah. be cool. Mine that would is be pretty cool. I want to know where all the socks that I've purchased oh, in me my too. life go. Because honestly, it's like every time I go for like a big trip over like a week, I always find myself just going to the store to buy a new like 12 pack. <laughs> I'm serious. I've probably bought over and stolen some of my dad's socks over the years. I like, think Co I, Coda might be stealing our socks. It, I mean, because I go through socks like crazy since I've moved in. <laughs> I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about probably my. My whole life, I oh. just don't know where the socks go. <laughs> you know what is the worst invention of all time? And I don't know if you guys have this problem, but my some of my socks have left and right on them when they're the exact same socks. Oh, weird. Right. So now, like, if I lose a sock or it gets a hole in it, I'm wearing two left socks. Like, <laughs> That's not the worst. <laughs> I know, but it just bugs me that it yeah. has an L on it, and I'm wearing it on my right foot. Do you guys like I believe? That. Do you believe that the dryer eats socks? Is that a myth or is that true? <laughs> no, I'm about I think to it, check I think ours. It does. It, there's got to be some sort of compartment it's getting shoved into. <laughs> like, is there a secret sock department? Yeah. Or compartment department? <laughs> there must it just be. Just goes out the filter, you know. Like where all the know. the yeah. lint the goes lint and stuff. Just turns Maybe. into lint it and just, just sticks steals in the one sock. Lint well, here's the trick: <laughs> don't buy socks that have left and right. Yeah, I know. I stopped because it made me so mad. Yeah. All right. Last one. This is a Nuge-specific question. I mean, I guess maybe you guys have. Um, but what's your advice for someone who wants to accomplish a triathlon or even an Ironman? Mm. Great question. Thank you. <laughs> uh, whoever sent this one in, I'm really appreciative of you. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think Nick and Cole can both kind of probably agree with this, but the it's it's this overloading principle um, in training, um, and you have to be able to start somewhere. So whether... Uh, wherever you're at, wherever your kind of threshold baseline is, 
um, you know, that's where you're going to start at and then progressively overload that training principle so that you can build into, you know, the Ironman distance. So I don't, I mean, I don't think you can, I mean, I've seen it. I've read articles about it. The people who just start and go do an Ironman without training, like it's possible. I don't advise it because I did it after training a lot and it was really difficult. Um, but most importantly to start somewhere, don't be afraid to challenge yourself and push your limits. And then, you know, you'll eventually meet your goals and, and fulfill your expectations. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I mean, I think that's a great like pointer for like about anything that you kind of do. Um, whether it's an Ironman, whether it's a triathlon, whether it's golf, whether it's swimming or whatever it's you want to do in your life. Um, you got to, well, first making your, like starting small and making things like making stepping stones is a huge thing. Like you're not going to just wake up one day and be able to go do an Ironman. Like you got to have like a plan. You got to have like different small, like accomplish like different goals. And like the actually coming up with an actual plan of attack um, and having those like small goals, like you were talking about and starting small and like accomplishing uh, is I think how you reach like your like actual goal and like being realistic. Um, because if I were to tell a kid, if I were to train a kid in golf, I'm not, I mean, he's not going to walk in and all of a sudden I'm going to turn him into Tiger Woods. Like it, it takes time. It takes effort. Um, the more that you put in, the better off it's going to be. Um, and starting small, like you said, is huge. I would say consistency is king. I mean, even if you're, tra- even if your training quality isn't as good as it could be, if you're doing something, you're going to make progress. It might take longer, but consistency is going to be key. Because if you're not consistent, then you will probably get set back constantly. All right, I know we always have a ton of submissions for questions, but if you think you have a great question for us, uh, don't forget to DM us at Loris Podcasts. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. All right, that brings us to our last segment, and that's uh, Coach's Corner. Um, I'll start us out. So this week we actually spent some time doing this drill as a team, um, and it was working on our starts. So we were doing a lot of different stuff uh, to work on our starts, but this is one that pretty much can apply to anybody that wants to work on their um, start from the blocks. And typically what I'll see, again, this is more aimed for the general public. And uh, so, Cole, I guess these always apply to you. Uh, someone that can swim but needs some improvement. <laughs> um, if you take off from the block and you dive in the pool, sometimes it's once you get the streamline down in the entry, um, your legs typically end up falling apart. Like they enter uh, sideways, they enter bent, they enter apart. In reality, you want them to enter uh, very streamlined so that you can all you can enter basically with a minimal splash. Um, so an easy way to, to work on this would be to put take a pull buoy, put it between your calves, squeeze it, and basically try to keep the pull buoy in between your calves as you enter the water. Uh, it's an easy way to just practice keeping your legs together on the on the entry. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure, slowly but surely, I'm going to become a, an elite swimmer. Through Watch these out. drills, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. We're going to go back to uh, some short game. Um, we kind of jumped from ch- uh, from putting kind of into the, the wedge game. Um, some of the biggest um, flaws and the best things that you can do is by around the greens. Uh, so one thing, uh, we call it the up and down drill. Uh, you are at the same spot. 
uh, around the green, around a practice green. Uh, you're taking three balls. You're going to start at uh, your favorite, like, wedge or any wedge that you have. So, like, uh, for some, you'll have a what's called a lob wedge, your 60-degree. A sand wedge is, like, a 56. You'll take your pitching wedge. You'll take your 9-iron. You'll take an 8-iron. Uh, you you'll be at the same spot. You're going to go to the same hole. With two out of the three balls, you can't go up to the next club until you get two out of the three. Um, what this allows is actually helps you earn, uh, like develop more touch because you have to hit multiple different shots. It helps you visualize. It helps you actually get specific with where you're landing the ball. Um, so when you're looking at the green, um, traditionally a higher lofted club is going to roll out less. So you're, it's going to allow you to take different swings and know that you're taking it back. And one of the biggest things that I want you to say to yourself when you're like chipping anytime is like tick-tock, hold the shot. Um, one of the biggest things that people kind of struggle with is they get qu super quick and super choppy with their hands um, when they're chipping and they kind of just jab at the ball. Uh, so when you think tick-tock, uh, think of a clock where you're just bodying it out right at the ball and you're swinging through it. I heard Phil Mickelson once say hinge and hold. Is that something that would apply to that? Um, so hinge and hold it is. Um, Phil is a huge hands guy, so mm. um, you have to develop quite a few skills to be able to kind of do some of the things that he does around the, the green. I mean, don't get me wrong. He is probably uh, one he's of the, the goat. <laughs> he's one of the best, <laughs> if not the best. The short game. The yeah. short game, he is. Um, but And he can get up and down from almost anywhere. But, I mean, what he does with his hands, not your average person can do. Um, so hinge and hold, he's huge on the flop shot, which brings a lot of hands into it, um, which definitely trying to stay away of. Nude, you got any, uh, running form tips for us? For you? Yeah. Oh, there's nothing to help you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just wow. keep going forward. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. Eyes up. Yeah. Knees up, <laughs> chin up, cheek to cheek. When you hear someone say cheek to cheek, you move your arms. Your wrist should be going from your cheeks lower down and should go to your face cheeks huh cheek i've never cheek. heard that actually maybe i should run more often <laughs> yeah when was the last time you, you went can't for a run? run i can't run well i know I on know. the elliptical that counts. have you ever tried running on a true form i mean i've like ran not as a workout yeah but i probably shouldn't at the same time <laughs> okay that's a long story all right cole you got a quote of the day for us i do um this one's kind of um kind of hits home a little bit uh it's a quote that says no bad days um so each and every day uh there's at least one thing in your life uh, that you can take a positive um it's kind of just a great simple quote uh if you want to make it a bad day i mean just if you go into every single day it's not gonna be a bad day um your life's gonna change uh you're gonna be in a more positive attitude and your days are gonna be set up for success i got going off of that loss Learning opportunity, stay strong. There you go. There you go, Nuge. I like that one. Yeah, that's Iron from John Nuge. Gordon. He's a great guy. Iron Nuge, Quote slogan of Iron Nuge. <laughs> Except we don't got any losses. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. Catch you next week. Bye.